I'm gonna clean my room until I got high. <laughs> <laughs> and then I on placed on my podcast the week to school. Welcome everyone to your highest uh, rated podcast. Oh, that was nice. <laughs> Throwback to school, the podcast where we review things that we liked in high school times, just like the Doobie. The Doobie Brothers. It's more like what my high school time was yeah, listening was to. Andrew was not into the Doobie. Correct. In high school. But now, it's, now a, it's a never ending a never about. ending train of doobies coming into the house. Choo choo. Yeah. I instead of mowing the grass, uh, Smoking the grass. That's right. Our lawn lawn is overgrown is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And I'm smoking too many doobies. (laughs) Uh, What a great choice of uh, song today, Andrew. How are things going? Hey, man. It's going great. I just had something in my mind and I had to get it off. And I think you know what it is. (laughs) (laughs) No, I really wonder. Well, Liza, as you can see from the title of this episode and what we just watched, we watched a little something called High Fidelity. What? And my brain went from, what has the word high in it? How about (laughs) Afro Man because I got high? (laughs) That's good. That song is pretty fun. I didn't realize how long, like how late into the the song, because I didn't realize there was like a, I forgot there's a whole big like, do, 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 and then like, (laughs) like i forgot there's a whole big thing of that i thought it got right to the i was gonna go to class but then i got high and i thought it'd be be like high fidelity (laughs) that is but then it it took a long time so that's okay (sighs) we still got the good part because i got high Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah um anyway how are you i'm doing pretty good you had your birthday week this week I mean, I had my birthday yeah. this week. and then this week was your birthday week. Uh, sure, yeah. I do birthday weeks. <laughs> <laughs> I'm one of those people who does birthday hey, weeks. Those people are great. I didn't say any. I, I'm one of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, anything uh, new to uh, that you learned in your first year, this first week of your f- new age? That I learned. I don't know. Um, Gosh. I learned that uh, Albert Brooks's real name is Albert Einstein. <laughs> I learned that just that today. Really important gems yeah. right there. Um, let's see. I turned thirty six on Monday, Ooh. and still in your mid thirties. Still in my mid thirties. That's an important thing to know. That I'm not in my late thirties. I am in my mid thirties still. Yeah. Um, I think technically. One more year. <laughs> I think technically, what like halfway through thirty seven, I'll be in my late thirties. Mm. I think I don't know. I count thirty-seven as late because it's like I don't thir- 30, 30, 31, 32 is early. Thirty-three, thirty-four. No wait. Hmm. I thirty-four, think- thirty-five, thirty-six is mid. So then, what's thirty-three? Thirty-three would still be early. Yeah. And then thirty-seven, thirty-eight, thirty-nine mm. is your late thirties. Then you turn forty. I prefer to think of it as 
And then 37 and a half is early. 37 and a half through 39 is mid. And then 39 is late. Oh, that makes much more sense. Yeah, I think that's how the oh, math I checks get it out. Now. So technically still in my, my bad. Early, I'm still, totally wrong. I'm still in my early 30s. So that's how that works. And nobody can deny it. And let's get the let's get Wikipedia. Let's put yeah. that in the entry for mid 30s. Yeah, early 30s. That's, um, that's science. That's science. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So all the all the Wikipedia editors who are listening to this get cracking. Get cracking. Get cracking. Yeah. Tap it, tap it up. Tap. Does that um, apply to any decade or just the 30s? Just the one I'm going through right now. Okay. Just whichever one I'm going through. <laughs> I can look back on my 20s and recognize when my late 20s were, which I think was also just 29. Uh, but who's to, who's to be sure about that? Um, but yeah, I turned 36 and went out to dinner with my wife and just had a nice week. That's nice. Yeah. My wife's birthday is two days after mine. So then we went and had dinner with my family on Twinsies. her birthday. Yeah, we're twins. We were born. Yeah, we're actually twins. Gross. Yeah. Identical twins. <laughs> it is nice to share a birthday week with my wife. It's a, it's a very... And it's like goalies the week of Valentine's, too. Yeah. We're a couple days so after... Eventful. Yeah, we're a couple days after Valentine's. And then, yeah, two days after my birthday is hers. And then later in the month is our dating anniversary. So, Aww. yeah. February is a big month for us, so. Wow. 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 Late February, like the 29th. So you only have, you can only celebrate it for times four or every four year. There is a 29th this year, though. I know. Mm-hmm. Very special. What's that? Celebrate. Oh. Cool, cool in the gang. Celebrate good times. Come on. Let's celebrate. There's a party going on right here. Okay, so we watched a movie. Oh, correct. What? About music. So we weren't just going to talk about, about my birthday the whole episode? Um, so we watched High Fidelity, the movie. Correct. Because you liked it in high school. Yeah. I had never seen it. Mm. And also recently... They did a reboot. Hulu released. Hulu, Hulu, Hugh Lewis and the News rebooted it. Rebooted it in a TV format with Zoe Kravitz. Ten episodes so far for one season. Yeah. Zoe Kravitz plays the main, the John Cusack from the movie role. Yeah. Rob. 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 Um, High Fidelity is two thousand with Joan. John Cusack and Joan Cusack. Um, who else? Ooh, let me get my phone so I can look up the name of the Danish actress who plays Laura in the movie because uh, yeah, there's no way I've committed that name to memory. No. Uh, Jack Black's in it. Of course. Uh, we got um, oh Tim Robbins is in it. Oh, weird, weird, weird. Okay. Eben Hegeli. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. You know her. Todd Luizzo is the other guy who works in the record oh, the store. the nerd, quote unquote. Um, yeah. Lisa Bonet, of course. Derp. For like a minute. For a minute. <laughs> Catherine Zeta-Jones, Tim Robbins. Catherine Zeta-Jones has more talking lines than Lisa Bonet in it. She does. Lily Taylor. Lily Taylor. Uh, uh, horror movie vet Lily Taylor. Yeah. And I forgot to point out, because we were watching we were watching this, you said that the kid who played uh, Kevin Bannister in the movie looked familiar. Yeah. I forgot to point out that the guy who plays young Rob is Drake Bell from Drake and Josh. Oh. Which if Jade's listening, she just went, 
I know who those I are. I love Drake and Josh. <laughs> hey guys, it's me, Jade. And I forgot to look up who that kid I said looked familiar was. Yeah. I have to do that. Home well, post pod homework. Post pod homework. Yeah. That. Yeah. You better come back next time with the answer or you're in trouble <laughs> or you're suspended. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so High Fidelity, mm-hmm. it's about uh, Rob owns a record store in Chicago, and he is, in the beginning of the movie, he's being broken up with by his longtime girlfriend, Laura. She's moving out, and he is sort of, it's a movie where he t- he gets to break the fourth wall and talk to the audience directly, mm-hmm. and it's not done in like a office-type documentary no, style. he's the only one that talks <clears throat> to the camera. He's like, for some reason, is aware in this universe of the movie audience, and yeah. so he is sort of conveying to the audience that he is trying to mask his pain by pretending like Laura breaking up with him is not one of the more devastating breakups of his life. So he starts to list all these other breakups that were much harder for him than the one with Laura. His top five. His top five. So in the movie, we're getting through... We're uh, What I didn't realize watching this movie when I was younger is how much of a misogynist and how much of like... Maybe, misogynist maybe not the right word, but like a possessive, manipulative jerk Rob is. Self-centered. Self-centered. He's very mm. solipsistic. Like everything that happens in the movie so- has to somehow like uh, operate around him. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's it always has to be around him. Yet nothing is his fault ever. Right, right. It does. It takes until like the last five minutes of the movie for him to start like owning up to his shit. Yeah. And even then, it's not like a very it do, like. So in the it's movie, the very start of it. <laughs> yeah, where this movie is, you're kind of learning like different things about him. You he, he like takes you back through the the four breakups, and then eventually admits that that laura is the is on the list and is probably the most hurtful breakup mm-hmm. that he's been through it's a, it's a movie where he's like trying to find his own center and also like trying to earn her back and <coughs> he like i said he owns a record store so you're also going through the misadventures of him owning a record store mm-hmm. and yeah and yeah he he it's him trying to do introspect by, but with a lens of like, why is the world happening to me instead yeah. of what did I? What do am to I cause? do? What What do I do that causes destruction? Yeah. Um. And even though people around him are aware of his behavior, like right. his mom and um, Joan, I mean, the Joan Cusack character. I'd say the Joan is, Cusack character is a little more like the audience than his mom, who is like in the, the scene. The mom is ridiculous. The mom's ridiculous. Like she calls him and she's like, how are things going? And then he says, hey, Laura left. And he she is looking through the lens of like. I mean, she is aware of his faults, but is also like being like horrible about yeah, it. Yeah, she's she, very mean to him in terms of like a ridiculous reaction from his mom. Like, right. It sounds like he told that would be her mom's reaction right. of like, oh no, what did you do I to fuck this up for, for my? Yeah. Like, what did you do? You always fuck everything up. Which, like, I don't know. It's like ridiculous. Yeah. Um. Because it it seems t- that part I didn't really get because if. If they were trying to say, which I don't think they were, I think they just like kind of threw that in there in the scene, didn't really try to say like, oh, this is what he grew up hearing, that he's a fuck up. Because if he did, then he would worry about how he acts with people and he does not. Yeah. He only 
worries about how other people affect him. Yeah. And what, like, how how they advantage him. Like, how, like, whole talk about women, how they are, they have these assets or they're... How, what, they've, how they've, like, functioned in his life. Like, what yeah. purpose this person served in his... You were, you were thrown off, or not thrown off, but, like, one of the things that he said that kind of you were like oh that's terrible um was uh when he talks about one of the women in terms of um she had potential potential yeah which is that was laura so gross when yeah. he was a dj he met laura and he was like she was one of the women with like the most potential that i'd met and meeting women with potential is sort of the the whole thing about me being a dj and just like ew like to think about people in terms of like what can they do for me yeah is like very like you know I there's a uh, sportscaster who likes to say that um, people come into your life for four reasons, and that's either to add, subtract, multiply, or divide. Mm. And you know, I think that's that's like a a very like breaking it down to its base level mm-hmm. sort of thing. But like to think about it as like a you know like ooh what can this person give me? Mm-hmm. What's the potential that this person give can give me mm-hmm. is like very gross. Yeah, especially in a romantic relationship. And like this, so this movie is made in two or came out in two thousands, like made in the late nineties. Mm-hmm. And I think like you know I'm I'm glad that this is being remade now because I think there are certain things about the character Rob that would not. If they were presented in a thing that was made today, I think that's a stuff that kind of thing we talk about a lot. Like, what would this? What would happen if this were made today? Mm-hmm. And that's a thing I think that they would definitely either not keep in the story mm-hmm. or f- find a way for another character to be like, "Whoa, dude! Like, what's up with that?" Yeah, they would have to have a, a close character that keeps them in check all the time, right? Because he's presenting. We need to have a steep learning curve in order for the audience to care for him. Right. Cause he's presenting so many like very early two thousands, late nineties men tropes of like, you know, there's a part in the movie where he's like obsessed with whether Laura slept with her new boyfriend. And the night before he like confronts her about it, he sleeps with Lisa Bonet mm-hmm. and it's presented as like this. Of course I wouldn't slept with Lisa Bonet. She's beautiful. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, why wouldn't I sleep with Lisa Bonet? But then again, my ex is with her new boyfriend if she has slept with him, then it's like, she did that to me. That's an indignant that she did to me. And what a bitch. And like, there's never, he never has to confront that, that moment in himself. Like later when they get back together, spoiler in the movie, Mm -hmm. when they get back together, it's not like, there's never a moment where she's like, so what's up with you? You know, like, and they, she never asks him like, Hey, did you sleep with anybody? Mm -hmm. It just sort of, no, he cheated on her while they were together. Right. It just sort of assumed that, yeah, he would have slept with somebody else Mm -hmm. while they're apart. Yeah. He's a man. Right. Men can sleep with whoever they want. However, when his, it's also how they cope. So they have to do it. Right. And the scene where he confronts her about like whether or not she slept with somebody, he's extremely possessive, even though they are not together. Yeah. He's kind of, lunatic he's a lunatic he is, yeah. like the whole like them breaking up has a lot of scenes of him very being very obsessive and um no boundaries whatsoever yeah and slightly stalkerish yes like following her to her boyfriend's new house mm-hmm. and, like, like calling call- 10 times a night well calling the like phone company to get their address and then like going outside, calling from the payphone mm-hmm. over and over and over again. Yeah. I think the the part 
so <laughs> this movie was a struggle for me to watch just in terms of the content is really hard to watch because he's so gross. <laughs> well, he's yeah. But the way the story is told and the acting and the writing is really good. So like the how the movie was made is well done. Yeah. It's just like this archetype that they're showing is the epitome of what we're currently being like. We're basically our cult like our um we're- current culture is unveiling this pattern of manipulation patriarchal bullshit that we've been fed and specifically from a white man perspective yeah of entitlement and um and especially in romantic relationship assuming that the other person is there to benefit them and right they don't have to put in any work in order to be adored because that the world revolves around them being at the top all the time so of course people would want to be with them yeah even if they're broke and which is this character's like they mentioned multiple times that he's he doesn't have any money he's i mean he borrows money from his girlfriends doesn't pay them back he um is kind of mean all the time he's condescending only talks about music he's obsessive doesn't have any interest in the other person's interest you don't really learn yeah. what each I'd of s- these women are into i'd say all those things are bigger red flags and how much money he has Yes, I'm just saying if they brought that up multiple times, yeah. so it seems like one of the like archetypes that they're trying to like have as an example that he's like somewhat of a deadbeat, I guess. I don't know. I think it's that he the 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 thing with being the record store owner and is just more that like he's in a rut. Like he mm-hmm. he he's not even that passionate about the record store that he owns. Yeah. And that's sort of mirrors his journey in the movie and that like the realization he makes by the end of the movie is that he has these like huge grandiose like fantasies Mm -hmm. about like what his life should be what it could be Mm -hmm. and instead what it is and it's always like disappointing that he is not living the fantasy and that includes like being with other people and then once he even though he's not doing any of the work to make himself go to even like anything close to that fantasy world. Right. Well, I think like the, the examination of him is like it, he's, it's not that he is, he's not fulfilling his potential. It's that he thinks his potential is higher than what it is. And that like owning a record store is fucking cool. Mm -hmm. Being with this like very beautiful, cool, you know, independent woman Mm -hmm. is great. Mm -hmm. And like, because like, she's not like, um, you know, a supermodel Mm -hmm. who has like luxurious lingerie is like a thing they bring up a couple of times in the movie. Yeah. Whatever. (laughs) And that like that fantasy is not being fulfilled by her and his job of like being a record store owner is not like this glamorous, you know, uh, record executive job where he gets to like influence music trends and stuff like that. Like it's never good enough for him because he always, he doesn't realize how good he has it sort of thing. And then like Mm -hmm. by the end of the movie is the big realization of like, Oh, I love Laura. Like, of course she is the, like, she's not this perfect fantasy, but she is perfect for me sort of thing. And Mm -hmm. then, you know, Mm -hmm. I think that kind of, like mirrors the rest of the revelations that he makes in his life. Yeah, which includes like also being more creative with his pe- with his passion into right. music. He 
There's a lot of music references and conversations about music in the movies. Yeah. He owns a record store and has two employees that are obsessed with music. There's a lot of talk about music. There's a lot of like, even the way he lists the women is very like reviewing culture kind of thing. Especially yeah. back then where like top five songs, top five albums or whatever. He talks about making playlists and like his process doing that or tapes or whatever. Yeah. Um, and and so having being motivated by the like last act of the movie to throw shit together to become a record label label where they're gonna produce this this new band these kids that mm-hmm. um, created music that they like um, so he's gonna start producing music and then they have a whole party where he's DJing so he's using more creative skills and that right. are in his passion which go hand in hand with him realizing that. Um, that that um, Laura is good for him and that he does love her, I guess. I don't know. I'm not convinced that that's enough, but <laughs> it, it, um, he's I a think ba- he's, a, he's a yeah. bad guy. Like, it, you know, yeah, he's it not- was really hard, I guess, because like 98% of the movie, you're just like, oh, this guy. Right. And then there's legit just 2% that is given to you as a redeeming factor and right. I, I'm like okay now you need another whole movie of yeah. a rendi- a re- redemption story but um, other than that I think there's a lot of really good parts of the movie right Jack Black's very funny in of it course. he's not in it a ton but like the scenes that he's in he's usually stealing because mm-hmm. he's just being like weirdo Jack Black mm-hmm. you know like the, the his first introduction to the movie is like uh Rob and Dick are like listening to music in the in the in the store. It's Bell and Sebastian, so it's this like very morose okay. song. And then all of a sudden, you start hearing from outside the door like, and like he just walks in and like throws on Katrina and the Waves and like is just acting like a, a weirdo. And it's just like it's he is putting in a very Jack Black performance. And I, this was like one of the first Jack Black performances I had seen. So I was just oh, like, man. wow, he is so funny. Yeah. Um, I think like, so uh, Laura, I already forgot the name of the actress, but like this is like maybe her third acting gig, at mm-hmm. least like major one. So like, and her first English movie, like Whoa. she's a Danish actress. And so like, this is her first United States project at mm-hmm. least. And I thought she was like, you know, it's it's weird that they are not portraying her as like somebody who came from De- Denmark. They ne- yeah, they never talked to her. She just or about her. Right. As she's a foreigner. just like a Illinois born woman yeah. with like a thick Danish accent. Mm-hmm. But like she's she's good in it. You know, Joan Cusack plays her uh, their friend. She's fun in it. So there's there are things to like in this movie, but it is very hard when the protagonist is like such a like every you know it's it's. Uh, it's very frustrating to watch because the main character is always making a decision where you're like, "Ugh, gosh!" And like, yeah. you the more you learn about the person, the more you dislike them. Mm-hmm. And I think like that should, you know, like when his like turn for redemption starts towards the end of the movie, it's a little more like you you're feeling for him and you want him because he's the main character and because you've been spending this time with him, mm-hmm. you want him to do well. But then it's also like he just makes like very gross decisions throughout. Yeah. So it's very hard to like cheer for him truly. Yeah. And I think they don't, they didn't, if I think it would have felt a little bit more fulfilling in terms of seeing his learning growth, if they had given enough 
for us to understand why um, Laura would choose to go back with him. What's yeah? What's likable about what, him? Yeah. What does she get out of this? Right. Because we know that their entire relationship, she wasn't getting much. Right. And he he is a self described jerk. Like yeah. he's he's grumpy. He's yeah. You know, like there are parts where you can see like they have fun together. He makes her smile in certain ways, but we don't really get to see that stuff all the like all that much. That it's just much. like little clips of like she's laughing with him, but then there's also parts where it's like even after they get back together and he's like, "It's great, we're back together," blah blah blah, and like he, he starts to struggle again, mm-hmm. and then they have an entire scene where he's like making a mixtape for another woman, mm-hmm. and like he's like kind of looking at her like, "Aren't you going to be jealous of this thing I'm doing?" Mm-hmm. And it's just like even then, like th- you can't even get like what is good about their relationship for her right like she, she's good for him because mm-hmm. she challenges him she sort of like makes him do this dj thing that she knows he's gonna like he doesn't even know he's gonna like yet but we don't get like what about him is good she, yeah, other than for her she should like him because he's you know white because he's, he's yeah. a guy <laughs> you know, know like that's you're presented the like you're it's a very male gaze yeah movie yeah exactly and and so i think if it had a little bit more then you would feel more um you would understand the relationship as a whole but most the entire movie and part of me i'm like i don't know what when they wrote it if they meant to do that or if that's just how we're seeing it now right um just this this idea that he's the antagonist like you're not supposed to like him i think and also that while he's in the in the perspective of the character it seems like he's telling us the stories about the times that he's been broken up with or broken up with a person so his top five for him it's to show how these women didn't work but what i what we as a viewer understand from these stories is more about how he is and who he is and how he sees the world which i think I don't think that's an accident. I think that's how they wrote the story. So I assume they meant to do that. I think like, so this is certainly because it's written, you know, it's based on a book from like the earlier nineties. Um, and then is it, it called the same, the book high fidelity. Yeah. Mm. And then the movies made in the late nineties. And mm-hmm. I think like this is an archetype of man that like was much more prominent in that time. And like, mm-hmm. wasn't, because we weren't ex- having as deep of an exploration of like what is it to be mani- like a manipulative person in a relationship and be mm-hmm. toxic. They didn't have a spotlight on. <clears throat> because like, it like now. in the nineties, I think like especially in media, a toxic man is like somebody who like hits a woman or right. like you know is like Which physically he abusive. Uses as an example while he's fighting with her, he's like, "What? What did I do wrong? I didn't even hit you." Right. Or like do all these things and you're just like what is that the standard well, like, I think, like oh, you're it, good because you were not like physically abusive How can i answer can i can i answer story? the question um that's okay um i think we are we because we are and i'm not excusing the movie at all mm-hmm. i think like we are because you and i are watching it through the eyes of like 2020 mm-hmm. i think um we are much more perceptive to like I think in the in the when this movie was written, especially in media, that is the standard of like, well, he's not hitting her. Like, isn't that like, don't we like him because he's not like a fucking monster? You know, like, so I think like that is that was the portrayal of men in media. And mm-hmm. like, like, but you have to like like him because he's like sweet and 
you know, like he really it's loves sensitive. her. Yeah. And like he sits around in mopes in his apartment and he's pining after her. Isn't that sweet? And I think like that's the low bar for men in media then. And so I'm not excusing the movie. I, no, I like I watching watching it. I was like, God, he is like, I, I can't believe that for like a long time. I was like, this is one of my favorite movies. And like, I don't want to say like I looked at him and was like that, you know, that's a good guy. Like I should aspire to be like him. But there were like qualities about him when I was younger that I looked at and was just like, yeah, I understand that. I feel that. And now I look at him like, fuck, like <laughs> he's so manipulative. He's so gross. It's just like, uh, you know, I, I, I now seeing those things in like, um, habits that I used to have when it came to like, <clears throat> you know, as a younger, uh, male, like the, the notion that like, why won't this person be with me? Why can't, you know, that sort of thing. Why are, why is, why are these decisions that women make? Why are, why is it all against me? That mm-hmm. sort of like thing that we as, as men grow up having mm-hmm. and like watching it now and just being like, yuck. And like re- recognizing that that was stuff that I did too. Mm-hmm. And like things were like, those were feelings that I had of like, why is this so hard for me? Why am I being affected in this way is like such a very self-centered way to look at things. Mm-hmm. And watching this movie <laughs> did make me confront things in myself where it's just like, yeah, I was like that, mm-hmm. you know? And so I, I, yeah, it's gross. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't think, I think that the, the kind of frustrating part with watching it is that it isn't an individual thing. That's yeah. just how we raised men right. for a really long time. Yeah. And my, some of us are still raising mes- men like that. Right. And so I think that's, quite um actually even more impactful watching it now almost because you can see like the pattern that we created yeah. of like yes it is reflecting men of the time but it's also telling men of the time that they're right by yeah. putting it in media and making it the main character right so like young people like you at the time felt i could see how like they're feeling like yeah I, you know, that's how I feel too. So it must be right. Mm. It must like, if it's not just me and it's like this communal feeling, then it must be right. Right. The good guy of the movie is feeling the same way as me. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And so I think it's interesting to, to watch it now that we're, like I said, as a society kind of putting the spotlight on these patterns. Right. And trying to kind of break them down yeah. bit by bit. Yeah. Well, let's um, talk about the... Reboot. As we're talking about seeing things through 2020 eyes, yeah. let's just talk about the 2020 high, high fidelity. fidelity. So they called it the same. Yeah. It's a it's a 30-minute uh, episode, episode yeah. 10 episodes, one season. Yeah. It's all stream um, for streaming Avail. on Hulu. Yeah. Um, I was actually going to... So I was looking at the cast on I Am a Burger uh, and wanted to see who's who are the writers and one of them is Natasha Lyonne. Really? Isn't that cool? Cool. Um, that's the only name I recognize. You might recognize the other ones. But she is, yeah, she wrote the first, she is one of the four writers of the first episode. Cool. She least. was, for people who don't know, Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. What was her character name on that? Nikki. Nikki. And um, then she was the star of Russian Doll. Yeah, also. exactly. Yeah. Um, I really like her. She's great. She's a great writer. She's been writing a lot of stuff recently. Anyway, um, yeah. So this time we have 
a female protagonist mm-hmm. a also female named color yeah um, zoe kravitz but she basically plays so yeah they're also called rob um they also own a record store both yep. of them uh they live in a giant fucking nice apartment in chicago yeah um and the very first scene is the exact same one yeah it's, her her partner walking out she's not you know she's sort of talking to the camera giving her like top five breakups in the middle of him leaving while she's talking to him at the same time mm-hmm. she's very like phys- visually upset about yeah. it and then even like some of the things she says like well you don't have to leave right now like you yeah. could stay the night how about you just stay for a drink like all that is exactly like the movie so that was interesting that started like exactly the same yeah because the rest is there's a good amount of difference they, they do they do run some similarities you know mm-hmm. like there's scene there are like breakup scenes that they show that are almost like scene for scene from the movie and then there are some like things that are similar in terms of like character traits or you know whatever things that they do visually that are similar to the movie but like yeah, the the people who work at her record store, one of them is one of her exes who turned out to be gay. Mm-hmm. And then the um, Jack Black replacement is this very gregarious, mm-hmm. you know, fun black woman. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a very diverse cast versus like yeah. the movie where I think like other than Lisa Bonet, there's the the one guy who's in the record store with them who's who's a black guy. Oh yeah, he, like yeah, he's a customer, yeah, who seems to be friends well, with them. The, he's the only customer that they, that Jack Black doesn't tell the fuck off, right? But <laughs> otherwise, like yeah, but otherwise, pretty white, yeah. cast. Like mm-hmm. the women that he dates are all yeah, white, all white. Like three of them are blonde, blue eyed mm-hmm. women, and so like whatever. My wife is blonde, blue eyed. So, <laughs> so, um, so who cares about so those who cares? People? Yeah, that's actually he's got good taste, is what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but. Uh, it's just like in this in the tv show the the hulu version there's a it's a very diverse like you know jake her jake lacy plays her like rebound guy Mm -hmm. and he's a very good looking if not vanilla white boy Mm -hmm. but like everybody else is like person of color or you know lgbtq LGBTQ, so Um, i yeah yeah they also had her so, so she she does rent, uh, go through the top five breakups. Yeah. Um, does she go through all five? Yeah, in the first episode, um, Kevin Bannister, which was a Call character back. from the movie. Yeah, um, little little cute white boy, mm-hmm. and then the second one was a woman the who woman. was sort of the allegory to um, Catherine Zeta Jones. Right, because she's the like quote unquote fake one. Yeah, she's the one we thought was Elizabeth Olsen while we were watching the show. Yeah, for like a <laughs> so quick second. I don't know how they broke up because I was just so focused on figuring out if right. she's related to the Olsen sisters. I think sisters. she cheated on. Yeah. On, so that was one. Something. And then there was the the guy who turned out to be gay who mm-hmm. works at a record store. Who's going to be a recurring character? Yeah, who'll be a recurring character? And then there was shoot, there's one other one before Mac. Who was the guy who left at the beginning of the episode? Oh, uh, no, I forget. I do too. Shoot. But there was a fourth one. I just can't remember. Oh, there's the, the guy that I thought looked like Kevin from This Is Us. Oh, that that's was right. Like a musician or that's like, he, right. or he was like on stage when she saw him for the first time. Yeah. And they were like, they had like a secret relationship because he that's was with right. someone. Yeah. So it was like from the get go destructive. Yes. Um, so her array is like 
I would say a little bit more eclectic yeah. than what the the Cusack list was. Yeah. Um but the I'm surprised that they went through all five in the first episode. Yeah, it because felt, it seems like they could have just dragged that yeah, throughout. I, I agree. And like there's a little bit of the first episode and this is the thing I complain about with pilots is that like they try to like cram in a lot in the first yeah. episode. I didn't feel like it was ill paced. No. Like I feel like they, the, the beginning of the show, they jump right into the, here are my top five breakups. And like, she is like right. in the, like it's almost like her second line of dialogue. Yeah. And I was like, ugh, I hope the whole episode's not like this where mm-hmm. it's like frantically. And it luckily does slow down mm-hmm. like right after that scene. But it is impressive the amount of stuff they put in there for 30 yeah, minutes. It yeah. felt like a 45 or an hour yeah. or something show. Um, but it, it's not. And there's only 10 episodes. Yeah. But at the same time, I was trying to think like, what else are they going to cover since they already did the list? Right. But they're, in the movie, he does go back and tries to talk to a his bunch exes, of his exes. Yeah. So maybe that's what they're going to go I bet that they'll do that. A little bit. Yeah. Um. And then she, in in the series, they introduce her family members, which they didn't with the Cusack yeah. movie. She's got a um, brother. She's got a brother that seems she's somewhat close with. Yeah. Because uh, he's introduced her, introduced her to the latest breakup yeah. boyfriend. And he also wants to introduce her to the, someone new. Yeah. Oh, and the show starts a year after. That's right. Yeah, they, they had do broken it. out, which is different. In the movie, it's like in the raw. Right. He break, she breaks up with him and then it's just from there. Mm-hmm. This one, he breaks up with her, he moves to London and then a year later you pick up with the story. Yeah, and where she's at emotionally yeah. with that. Yeah. What did you... So I take it you liked the Hulu show better than the movie. How would you compare them and what do you rate both of them? Okay. Out, out of five breakups. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> five breakups being the best. <laughs> Um, I liked the movie more than I thought and probably more than what I'm critiquing it for. Sure. I will say that. I think in terms of how the movie is made and I see why it's still kind of a cult classic movie. Yeah. Um, I'm not on the Cusack besides Joan. I'm not on the John Cusack wagon Uh because I didn't really grow up watching him. So to me, he's not in the bag for the sack. pause for edit and, uh, <laughs> just I had get to just clean. like swallow my shut up to get <laughs> like a clean room tone so we can just edit from there and we're and we're back i love joan q sack and um therefore uh but john q sack i didn't really grow up with him so to me he's this like oh yeah that 40 old dude right like i don't know it's just not he you doesn't bring any emotional get, attachment. Yeah. You don't get the charm. No. Yeah. Um, but there's, I mean, Jack Black is, ugh, I, I mean, I'm, I'm done. I'm done gushing over how, yeah. how funny he is. Um, so I would take him in any movie. I actually said, cause I, I don't, I didn't know anything about this movie. Yeah. So I just kind of walked in not knowing what was going to happen. And it starts with this like super mopey, of course, like it's mostly John Cusack moving about his relationship, blah, blah, blah. And then, then he, the other character that gets introduced that is male is this like, wimpy little nerd that works for him yeah. that it doesn't talk much and it kind of, kind of is being told to shut up constantly yeah and i was like it's just like it starts on a really low tone 
And then minute 17 or whatever, Jack mm-hmm. Black just bursts out of yeah. the room screaming and telling people to fuck off and, you know, playing loud music and dancing and whoopee dee bee dop dop. Like, and I was like, oh, finally some comic relief. I needed something to uplift yeah. me. So I'm really glad he's in there. <laughs> that being said, the TV show seems very promising. I really want to watch the rest. Yeah. I'm very intrigued to see what they're going to do with it. I think there's a very good cast. I haven't watched a lot with Zoe Kravitz, so I'm really impressed so far. Um, I think it's interesting that they got Lisa Bonet's daughter to play it. So I'm, I'm wondering, I don't know, I wonder if maybe like that project came up from her being right. interested or if they were like, wouldn't it be cool if Zoe Kravitz would be in it? The funniest part is that her mom is only in the movie like legit five minutes yeah. and like so little of it um, that I thought Lisa Bonet was going to be in a lot more in the movie since the TV show is like mainly her daughter. Right. Anyway, um, I'm very intrigued to watch it. So, so far, although we've only seen one episode, I would give the movie a four out of five. Wow breakups yeah <laughs> it's weird a four out of five top breakups and uh the tv show probably the same okay so far <clears throat> i don't mean i'll i don't know yeah might have maybe it will be a bonus oh. uh, topic oh once i've watched the whole thing yeah. are you planning on watching the whole thing yeah for sure um gosh <laughs> i was not expecting you to give it such a high oh, score really? yeah um, I think for the movie, you know, like it's, it is a, a fascinating explanation, explore, an explanation, um, an exploration into like, what is, what we as a culture accepted as a good guy when he is like clearly manipulative and, you know, like playing with other people's emotions and like being very possessive. I think like as an exploration of that and what, what we valued as like a, uh, like this is good enough mm-hmm. in a man. And like, as that, if you can like get, if you can stomach how he's acting and recognize that like of the time, this was what we thought was okay. Mm-hmm. And like, not like totally bad behavior. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and sort of just go with the movie, the story that it's telling and then get to the end where he starts to rectify those things a little bit. I think it's it's a very well-made movie. There are good parts about it. Um, I think I'd probably give it myself like three and a half. Okay. Uh, top five breakups. That's high for you. Yeah. It is yeah. high for me. Yeah. I mean, I really like grew up loving this movie. Yeah. The soundtrack fucking rules. Yeah. The songs are great. Um, yeah. And then the TV show, uh, Zoe Kravitz, I think is a much more likable protagonist yeah. than, uh, than John Cusack. Um, also like, you're right. Like he is presented as like a very schlubby white guy. Like he's putting like, not that you have to put in effort towards your appearance to have value, but like his no, hair is he, constantly he participates in this idea that white men don't have to work at it. Right. That they're, that his, their mediocrity is enough. His hair is constantly unkempt. His shirt, like his shirts don't really fit. It's just like, he's well, that's uh, very nineties. Right. And yeah. like, he is also a guy going through like depression and stuff. Yeah. So, um, 
whatever. But uh, Zoe Kravitz, much more likable. And she's going, um, she's technically going through the same emotional the same thing, stuff and right. still looks rad as, right. sh- as yeah. hi- a shit. Like, she looks great. She's also just a much more attractive person than John oh, yeah. Cusack. Um, the show, for the first episode, I thought it was very good. It's paced well. Um, we got into a discussion as to whether or not Jake Lacey is like butter toast or whatever, but like, or mayonnaise, right. Or mayonnaise. <laughs> um, but you know, I think he's handsome. Like he's handsome. And like, we were going through like, as uh, for like TV handsome, he's like a seven. But if you saw him in real life, you'd be like, well, that guy's pretty dang handsome. Um, so, you know, good looking guy. I think for the TV show, just for the first episode, I'd probably give it four. Oh, four breakups out of five. Nice. And yeah, I liked it. Yeah. I'm intrigued as to what will happen in the show further. And so I'm going to keep at it and cool. I think I'll like it. Nice. Yeah. Uh, the one more thing that I wanted to mention is that is the main difference is that Zoe Kravitz, the way she talks about the breakups, she does a lot of we talk like yeah. we did this in this relationship and that's how we made it work. And there's a lot more balanced things. So it doesn't, I'm glad. <laughs> I'm glad that they, it's written like that because I do truly think that it would feel very hard to um, relate to her yeah. from a female perspective if she weren't to do that because women do do that and they're raised to do that mm-hmm. as a we collective. Um, and so if they didn't have, if the prog- protagonist was not a woman in the show, yeah, then I think it would be interesting to have a, um, a man protagonist, a male person talking the same way, then he would feel more progressive in sure. a way. So I don't know. I'm, um, I guess I would have watched it even if it was also a dude. Yeah. But it, to watch the first episode and it being a female perspective on breakups. Yeah. Is, um, is very interesting. Yeah. I agree. You ready for the surprise burrs? The what? The, uh, sir, purse, purse, sir, purse, 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 purse. Scotty's ready for the surprise prize. Listeners, you can't see, but I'm playing my flute for you. Wow, what a big flute you brought! The biggest flute in the world. Can you hear the flute, Fernando? Liza brought her flute from home and it's so big it had a carrying case. Yay! <laughs> Finally a jingle with my name in it. Oh wow, you've been waiting so long for that. Yes, I have, secretly. Uh, what's the surprise prize, Liza? The surprise prize for you today is this new thing that we're going to be doing doing bonus episodes where we have guests are you gonna teach me how to dougie no what is dougie that was a dance from like three years ago what does it look like i don't know (laughs) are you still searching for the answers please (laughs) listeners if you know how to dougie somebody send yeah somebody send me a tiktok of how to dougie do you have tiktok no i don't oh send us a tiktok on instagram can you do that yeah oh boy neither of us have ever sounded older than can you send me a tiktok over instagram of someone dugging (laughs) please uh message me on instagram could you yeah could you message me on linkedin with a video of how to dugie on tiktok (laughs) 
Let's Dougie together. We just lost like our entire <laughs> listenership. Youth? Yeah. Do, do youth listen to this? Youth, if you listen, hit us up on TikTok. I feel like if youth listen to this, it's ironically, you know. <laughs> right. Like they listen, listen to, to it these and old, then they go to yeah. school and they're like, listen to these old Yeah, farts. do you hear this? <laughs> Teach me how to Dougie. <laughs> Three years ago, I was like 16. What a Yuck, baby I was. I was born three years ago. <laughs> Sick. Goo gaga. Sick, dude. Okay, so this new thing we're going to do on the bonus episodes on the Praetorian. Uh-huh. Praetorian. Praetorian. Um, when we have guests is a rapid fire quiz. Cool. To get to know your guests. Do I get to more. take the quiz? Is that what we're yeah, doing? Yeah, we're going to test it on you. Yes. And then you can give me feedback later. Okay. <laughs> Off the pod. <laughs> yes please my poor little heart can't handle um all right are you ready ready rapid fire rapid fire boom boom boom. these are just series of questions where andrew's going to try to answer as quickly as he can some of them are easy some Uh, of them are not oh my god oh my god i can't wait number one most embarrassing moment in in high school Ooh, easy i was doing a play and my voice cracked in the middle of a big line that i had and so the line was, let's follow him. And it was like, so the play was. Did this, you have to scream it? Let's yeah, follow him. I was, I was the only person talking during this one. This Like it was my line to deliver for like the bit. It was like the only line I had that was like a big thing. And it was like this play where somebody built a flying machine and they went flying off into the sky. And so we were supposed to chase after him. I have the line, let's follow him. Mid line. Let's follow him like that. <laughs> I look off stage and my friends are laughing so hard. They are like holding each other up from falling over onto the ground. Oh. It was, I mean, and like, how old were you? Uh, 16 or 17. Oof. And just like, I, you could see the, like, I think I put my hands on my hips and just like sort of patting my feet. Like, why, why did this happen to me? Oh, well, I'm glad you survived that. Me too. Um, great. Question two, dogs or cats? Dogs. Question three, what did you think you would do when you became an adult? When you were like in high school? Um, did you have a thought on that? Yeah, I wanted to be a wrestler. Oh, wow. Yeah. Number four, who is your celebrity crush right now? Right now? Mm-hmm. Man or boy? I mean, man or woman. Man or boy. <laughs> Hopefully okay. not boy. Um... <laughs> Hmm, this will not surprise you, but I like I think because I like saw her on TV most recently. Um it have to be my wife. Uh <laughs> Julian, are you listening? I love you. Um Oh my gosh, Andrew, are you sick you didn't do my wife? What what's happening to me? <laughs> um Celebrity Crush would probably be gosh. It's supposed to be a rapid fire. Oh sorry, uh Taylor Swift. <laughs> I didn't think you were going to say that. Was there anything you disliked about yourself in high school that you've grown to like as an adult? <sighs> Do you really want me to answer this? This is like, we I can, can skip. I could get deep on this one, but myself, how about that? Oh, that's good. I, mean, I think most teens don't like themselves to be fair. Yeah, mine was deep, but yeah. 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 Number, whatever. What animal would you like to be now? Ooh, now mm-hmm. a dog mm, fair they are pampered yeah have you ever stopped do- doing something for fear of what people would say hmm 
stopped doing something? Yeah. No. Oh, good for you. Last but not least, very important. What's your favorite color? Baby blue. Baby blue. Baby blue. Very nice. Thank you. Good quiz. <laughs> no notes. I've got wow. no afterpod notes. That was nice. a good quiz. Even the one that was really hard to... I mean... Like too deep for yeah. the audience. We'll revisit that later. Yeah. I have other ones that I think are even deeper and I, and I just like was like, mm, maybe too serious. <laughs> <laughs> like one of them was, is there anything you wish you could unsee? Unsee. <laughs> In high school? Did I do it like... I, I mean, like, my experience in high school, like, I, you know... Was sheltered? Just kidding. <laughs> I, don't think I mean, that's not, that's not, like, entirely wrong. Like, we, as far as, like, kids doing stuff, we mm. really steered clear of, like, most trouble. Like, mm, mm-hmm. so, not, like, we, you know... we never recently? Re- things I want to see, unre- like, unsee recently. <sighs> unsee? Not, I mean, like... Other than like stuff on TV that grosses me out, not like there's nothing that I've seen where I'm just like, ah, my eyes, you know, like uh, I want to wash it out with bleach or, you know, like nothing like that. I'd mm, say I have an answer okay. for me. Yeah. Funny people. The Adam Sandler movie. Yeah. It's too long, but I, I don't know that I'd be like, I need to claw my eyes out and unsee I it. I mean, it's, it's that and Jack and Jill. Put it in a dumpster. Wow. Right now. The Sandman really, uh, <sighs> Not doing it for you. No. Anyway, thanks for answering anyway, the quiz. Yeah, th- thank you for asking the quiz. <laughs> if um, you think of something you want to unsee, let us know. Yeah, hit us up on TikTok with what you want to unsee. If you also want to know specific things about Andrew, let me know, and I'll put it in the quiz for next time. Oh. And hey, if you want to hear this quiz being taken by some of our guests, you can subscribe to the Patreon. Ooh, at nice. Patreon.com slash Good Talk Studio. Nice. And guess what? You can also like us on Facebook and Instagram at Throwback to School, and you can comment on and send us questions and com and like us and do that sort of stuff all on those Instagrams wow. and Facebooks. And You're then so cool. And then that. like check it out. You can also go to the website goodtalkstudio.com and you can leave us a comment there and like send us an email and like like our podcast on your podcasting app and all that stuff. Yeah, if you review us on iTunes, it's super duper helpful. It is, especially if you go to Apple Podcasts yeah. instead of iTunes. Instead of iTunes, because iTunes is dead but it helps people find our podcast if you if you give us a five-star rating it shows up even if you don't listen on that app right just do it just just do it you know do it just do it no peer pressure right no peer pressure but like you have to do it (laughs) otherwise you will not be cool and you'll get kicked off tiktok if you don't do it and you can't sit with us and you can't sit with us at lunch and i'll i'll beat you up after school after school or before yeah. school a after breakfast school beat up at the flagpole three o'clock and let's get it and the video of you getting beat ups going on tiktok over music with your screenshot of your review to us yeah you better show up at the flagpole three o'clock with a screenshot of how much you've liked our podcast or you're not our friend anymore or you're not our friend anymore and you're getting a big knuckle sandwich from me what's a knuckle sandwich it's uh mayonnaise it's yeah you put a big piece of bread on your hand lap slab it up with some mayonnaise <laughs> i thought my sounds were gross yours are worse and then <laughs> shove it in their mouth and then they eat it wow yeah 
I would put a little bit of sriracha on it for people that don't like spice, just for some pain. Yeah. Tears. Yeah. Throw the sriracha in their eyes. Yeah. Wah. Wah. All right. Anyway. See you tomorrow. Love you. Bye. Love you. Love every everybody. Bye. See you tomorrow. <laughs>